Compulsive Overeating Diary, Day 7. Today I'm up at Duke Major in Wilderness Park again and going for my first hike in probably six or seven weeks. And I can sure see the difference that a few pounds can make. Today is President's Day and I got weighed. This is three weeks since I made my decision to work on my compulsive overeating through recording my feelings and thoughts on this podcast and I'm down seven and a half pounds. Hooray, it makes a huge difference when I'm putting on my jeans. Let me tell you, I'm feeling a lot better and I can see the difference going up this hill. I also wanna mention, I noticed I re-listened to one of my last podcasts and I got a little bit of heavy breathing going on. No, I'm not a pervert. I'm usually recording when I'm walking. That's when I get my thoughts. Now, since this is my first time back hiking, though, if I kept recording for very often here at the start of the hike, you would hear a huge amount of heavy breathing because I'm not out of shape. So I'm going to say goodbye for now, and I'll talk to you later when I get to the top of the hill. But I'm letting go. I'm letting go. It's a history. Never really grows. I'm letting go. I'm letting go. It's a silent wind that never really blows. I'm letting go. Well, I made it. Here I am at the top of, well, the second to the top of my favorite benches up at Duke Machen, where I like to sit and think and write and kind of put my life in perspective. And I can't tell you how proud of myself I am that I made it this far, because uh, it's been a while since I've been hiking. And I love to hike, but that extra 20 pounds is a killer. It's really tough to haul that extra weight up a mountain. And this is a foothills of the San Gabriel Mountains. So it's pretty steep, at least for me, it's steep. I use track hiking poles to help me with my knees. And I just love to be out here in nature. And that brings to mind what I want to talk about today with compulsive overeating is the twin side of it is exercising. Now, I admitted in one of my episodes that when I went to Weight Watchers and lost 130 pounds, at the end of that journey, I kind of fell into exercise bulimia a little bit. And that is where you, instead of purging your binges or overeating calories, you exercise excessively, or you are concerned primarily with the calories burned when you're exercising, or you don't feel like you can eat unless you've exercised. It's, it's a little bit disconcerting, but I have to say that I think a little bit of this exercise bulimia thought pattern persisted for the last 10 years. And part of that was a uh, I started with a program called Calorie King, which is actually a pretty good online program for tracking your calories and your exercise and things. But they had this concept of that if you exercise, then you could eat back at least some of those calories. And that was the first time that I'd ever put into my mind like, hey, if I exercise, then I can eat. And so I would exercise rather than because I wanted to or because I had a goal or an activity or something I wanted to do or friends to do an activity with, where I would literally just go out and do extra exercise in order to eat an ice cream. You know, I would exercise in order to eat. 
Now, I don't blame them for that, but it kind of got stuck in my compulsive mind, right? Exercising equals eating more. And so when I would go out with my friends and things, we'd go on long hikes, long bike rides, and we would burn a lot, a lot of calories. And we would use that day then to have, you know, chips and beers and french fries and maybe some foods that we wouldn't normally eat. And I gotta tell you that I'm not too concerned with that if I'm out exercising with my friends and we say, hey, we've been you know, hiking for six hours today, so we're gonna have hamburger with french fries instead of hamburger with fruit or something like this. Because in a way, I think that makes sense. You're, you went out and physically worked hard, you're being social, and you're enjoying some treats maybe in a more balanced way than if you just stuffed yourself without that. But where my concern comes is where I find myself having that thought. Like I talked before about what I call the diet binge, where you eat all of your calories that you're allowed early in the day, and so then you just don't eat the rest of the day. And that actually happened to me yesterday again. I hate it when that happens. Okay, where last I left off, I was talking about my dieting binge that happened yesterday. And if you're aware of a little bit of different sound quality, it's because I had an issue with my recorder up on the mountain, which made me kind of sorry I was on a roll and knew what I wanted to think about and talk about. But that's life. So I continued on with my hike and now I'm recording laying in my hammock in my backyard. So you might hear a little bit of my coconut wind chimes. You might hear a little bit of my neighbors if they come out to work in their yards, but hopefully we can still finish our conversation. You know, I'm actually kind of proud of myself because that was a very crushing, disappointing blow to hike all the way up to the top of the mountain to do my Zen-like talk about exercise bulimia and to find out that my, my memory card was full and I needed to reformat. It was really disconcerting. I was supposed to be a technical person, right? But that's how it is. So instead of getting upset about it, I just had my tangerine that I take with me for energy when I'm hiking. Had that. Had some water and enjoyed the view. Figured I'd come home and try to pick up where I left off. So that's what it is. All right. The triggers for my dieting binge of yesterday were be, was because I didn't sleep well the night before. I mean, really not well. Maybe like two or three hours of sleep total. And I got up about four in the morning. And normally if I'm lucky, I can sleep until five or six. So I was just had a lot of fatigue and I'm just super tired. And so it felt like my body was crying out for calories probably my body was crying out for some more shut-eye, but my mind races so much that it just, sometimes it's hard for me to calm down. And even though I use a sleep mask, once the sun comes up, it's hard for me to rest. So I know this about myself, that when I'm hungry, I mean, when I'm tired, it feels like hungry. In fact, it feels like starving to death, like I need to eat a lot and I eat to eat, need to eat right now. But even though your mind can have some thoughts about, I don't really want to be doing this, when your body gets into a state where it's really wanting food or it's wanting something, it's really difficult to get off, derail that train. So I just kept 
eating and then waiting, eating and waiting, eating and waiting to see if it would calm down. And it did not calm down until I had consumed every bit of the 1,500 calories that I normally eat in a day by two, again, right before two o'clock in the afternoon. And I guess that makes a little bit of sense since I'd gotten up at four. But there I was with the rest of my day and evening with no calories left to eat if I wanted to stick to my food plan. And in the past, the very recent past, if this kind of speed bump happened to me, I would have done the exact same thing as eaten everything in the world. And then I would have eaten continuously throughout the rest of the day. Now, I did not force myself to not eat this time. I think the difference is Ever since I've been recording these shows and really thinking and really, really processing what I'm feeling and thinking, I've noticed that I can kind of tell when my body is actually hungry, usually. So by eating all that food, and again, it was the exact same food I was planning to eat anyway, so I didn't go mad and eat a bunch of chips or candies or or things like this that might make my blood sugar spike. I ate what I was planning to eat. I just ate it sooner than I was planning to eat it. But I realized my stomach felt comfortably full and my body stopped asking me for more food. And I did make it a point to kind of take it a little bit easy yesterday, rest, and be kind to myself. And I think that's a big one because normally I would like to just really give myself grief. Look what you did. You did this stupid binge behavior again. What are people going to think of you when you say this on your show? What, you know, what an idiot you are. But I didn't think any of that. I thought, oh Lord, I didn't sleep last night. I had this happen. I don't like this as much as when I'm eating regularly throughout the day, but that's what it is. And I'm just going to see if I get hungry. And if I do, I'll just eat a little something. I have some chicken noodle soup. That's about 100 calories, and that usually tastes good, or I could have some yogurt, or if I get hungry, I'm going to cut myself slack, and I'll just eat something and know that this is a weird day. For me, this is stellar, huge progress. This is a big deal. And if you could take anything away from today's talk about the little binge episode, it would be try to be kind to yourself. After you had a binge is not the time to get down on yourself because it'll just bring up more feelings of crap and how bad you are. At least in my experience, that's what happens to me. And that tends to trigger ongoing binge behavior. If you can actually take a breath and be kind to yourself, just talk to yourself a little nicer, give yourself some room, rub some lotion on your feet. I don't know what feels good to you, but be kind is the best antidote I've found to a binge. I mean, a binge is a binge. You ate whatever you ate, the calories are there. You know, it doesn't really do you good to start exercising immediately, like I was talking before about exercise bulimia. It doesn't really help you to starve yourself the next day. It's best to be kind to yourself and then try to get on your eating track as soon as possible to eat something nourishing and something that you like, something that tastes good. That's, that's my best defense against binge behavior, to nip it in the butt. But going back to the whole exercise question, I was talking about how with Calorie King was the... F- now, it's not the only plan that made me think of this 
but it was the first kind of formal plan, like where on my computer when I entered my calories, when I entered my exercise, I would see that I had more calories to eat. And it's kind of the same with like Fitbit or some of the other pedometer tracker type devices we have. If you do a bunch of exercise, then you'll see that your calorie allowance of what you can eat will, will rise. And if you're thinking about that, like I need to fuel my body. Obviously, if I go on a two hour hike, I'm going to need more calories to fuel my body to get up the mountain than if I'm sitting around in my hammock. Okay, but I don't need as many calories as I think I do but I do need some. And I found for me, like eating a tangerine or two is really good. Better than the, the sports beans or, or artificial sugar replacements you might use on a hike. Or if you're training, like I've trained for a century bike ride and I've trained for hiking long distances and different things. If you're doing some real physical training, you need to fuel your body. You, you can't just say, I'm going to train for a marathon and still eat my 1,200 calories. Or <laughs> it doesn't work that way. But it is true that we tend to eat more than we think we are, even when we're tracking. And we tend to burn a little less than we think we do when we're tracking our exercise. And even if we were perfect with our tracking, our body's metabolism can burn differently on different days depending on all kinds of things. The weather, the amount of salt in there, how much sleep you've had, the stress in your environment, just all kinds of reasons why your body will be burning a little bit differently from day to day. So I find that it doesn't do me good to get all tied to my number. For So what I do right now this is my plan, is I usually eat between 1,400 and 1,600 calories a day. That's it. And that's, that's high enough that for the amount of exercise I'm doing currently, it'll take care of it. I don't need to add more or subtract or do anything like that. 14 to 1,600. And then I just try to be active. And I don't try to be active by saying I'm going to burn 300 calories or I'm going to burn 100 calories or, or any calories at all. I just try to be active. And I try to do something I think I will like to do. So for me, today's hike is actually a higher intensity exercise than when I go walk around the park. It's a, a higher calorie burn for me because I'm taking a lot of weight. Since I'm still weigh over 200 pounds, I've got a lot of weight that I'm carrying up the hill as well as my backpack. So this burns more than when I go to the park, which is fairly flat, except for the walk up the hill to my house again. Okay. But I'm not going to eat a bunch more calories for that one. I don't need to. And I didn't exercise in order to eat more today. And that's a big difference for me. I'm not thinking at all about the calories when I'm exercising. I'm doing it because I just want to be more active and my body feels better when I move. Now, if you're extremely heavy, I know when I weighed 300 pounds, I would not like to be going on a hike. That wouldn't feel very good. But I could go for a walk around Descanso Gardens, the botanical garden I talked about, and that would actually be neat. I could look at the, the koi in the pond, look at the roses, enjoy myself, and be more active than if I was on the couch. When I started bike riding, a five-mile ride was really a long ride. And even at a very heavy weight, I could comfortably go on a beach cruiser. Like sometimes when you go along the seashore or in a resort town, you'll see 
rental places for beach cruisers. Those are the big kind of no gear bikes with comfy seats and they're pretty heavy so they can, their frames are big so they can carry a pretty heavy person and they're easy to ride. They're not meant to go long distances, but when you're first starting out, you don't really want to go super long distances, but they're fun. They're a good thing to do. Or those little cars, they're kind of like pedal cars. Sometimes you can rent for like families of four or six. You can go pedal up and down little resort towns, do stuff like that. That's fun. You know, rollerblading up and down the strand would not be fun for me, but I used to like to roller skate when I was a kid. I actually like to go in the swimming pool and do the water aerobics. For me, I really enjoy being in the water. My husband, not so much. So that wouldn't be a fun thing for him. But the whole part of compulsion is when we take a look at food to be doing something other than be food. When we're using it to mask our emotions or boredom or things like this. And when we're using exercise, not to move our bodies, not to enjoy the world, not to spend time with friends, but as a means of just purely burning calories. That takes, for me, a lot of joy out of my life. And it turns my brain into kind of the calorie supercomputer that's calculating all of the time. How much did I eat? What can I eat? When will I eat again? Those thoughts that are hard enough for me to get out of my brain. So one of the things I'm trying to do now is every day just kind of think, what do I feel like doing today? And sometimes the answer is nothing. I don't feel like doing anything. Yesterday when I was tired, I didn't feel like doing anything. So I sat on the couch most of the day, petted the cat, read a book, watched Food Network star reruns because that's entertaining for me. You know? And I think it's a brand new world letting myself do what I kind of want to do, but keeping my big picture goals in mind. And my big picture goals are to be more fit, to feel better in my body. And my specific goal is I want to weigh 191 by June. And that's because that was the weight that I weighed when I rode my bike around the big island of Hawaii when I was 50. And my butt still looked a little big at 191, but man, I felt great and I could move well. And I think that was the last weight where I really felt like I could do any activity that I wanted to do. Did I look like a model? No, I looked like what I am, a middle-aged lady out having a good time with her life. So I want to give a shout out to one of my Calorie King friends, Dee, who came by to listen to my podcast. Thanks, Dee. And I want to tell you that my other friend, Cheryl, who I originally met on the Calorie King site, and now we're both on Spark People, she came and left some really heartfelt comments on day one and day two of this podcast. And so I would recommend that if you have any inclination, stop by, read what she has to say. And if you've got some thoughts about what we're talking about, I would love it if you would post a comment too. Also, if you're more of a talker like me, feel free to call our hotline. That number is 206-350-6445, and it's also on the website. Have a wonderful day. Be kind to yourself, and I look forward to hearing from you. 
slave without a master Heading for disaster Kicking up the dust in the middle of the road I've been waiting on a free ride Ticket to a seaside thicket On the edge of Puget Sound Inside my skin 